This is B, and my table is still cluttered. Welcome to it. Pull up a seat. Get messy with me. Let's get dirty, sloppy, dusty. <laughs> I like that intro a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can edit it to make it work. Uh, yeah, so I, we, we thought today at the cluttered table, B would just share a little bit about the lectionary and the uses of that or the way it's designed to be used. And then we're going to jump into a scripture and see what what we get out of it. Well, first of all, let me just explain what it is. It is a calendar. And for each of the holy days, Sundays, there's a set of readings or any time the church would gather for, you know, Ash Wednesday, Maudie Thursday, stuff like that. Um, and it's the scriptures to be read aloud on that day. It's three years worth, and it's a calendar that repeats every three years, hmm. um, sometimes with minor variations depending on the length of the year and the seasons and such. Um, the value that I see in this um, more than any other is it forces us to read the scriptures that we don't want to. It forces us to be more patient with the scriptures because we're looking at stuff that we don't understand. You know, if we're to simply read the scriptures that we only understand, that's like milk and we need solid food. Yeah. The lectionary force feeds us this stuff that makes us uncomfortable, makes us squirm, yeah, yeah. makes us confused, and it prevents some scriptures from being pushed under the rug as well. Yeah, I have noticed that actually, apart from the lectionary, which I do really like that it, it is set and it's saying, hey, there's a number of people around the world every single week wrestling with these scriptures together. But then also, it left to our own devices, we're not going to talk about the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're just not going to do it. I, I, I've watched it happen so long in the context that I've worked in, different contexts. And it's it, we really, as human beings, will avoid the hard things in Scripture. And, and lectionary forces you to look at those. And so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so that being said, we're going to stick to it. We have the luxury, though, of doing every lectionary reading together privately, but only doing like one to share with everybody. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. So uh, we but, do all of them. <laughs> you know, during the week, but then there are certain ones that resonate with us that we say, Oh, let's present this one. And they're not really, because we're doing this, we just keep going. They're not really in a, the, the perfect order as we present them, but mm -hmm. I still think they're useful. Oh yeah. And the other part that you had mentioned to me, I think it's important is sometimes we're going to read really long bits of passages, but like you had said to me, it's best not to edit the lectionary. We should just read what has been given to us if we have that. So there are times when it may be shorter, but there are times when it's going to be longer, but we're going to try to stick or adhere to the actual length that they recommend for the lectionary. Is that the good way of saying it? Uh, yeah. Um, the readings of the lectionary, all there's usually four or five of them, will all work together very uh, deeply too. Yeah. So I think I was being a little tongue in cheek when we say, oh, we only bring one scripture to it. Because we have these conversations about the whole week of all these scriptures that reference each other, that lead into each other, that are meant to be heard, spoken aloud, back to back. Um, and we come with all those thoughts into our viewing of the scripture that we bring to the podcast, uh, bring to the table, if yeah. you will. The cluttered table. Yeah. The messy one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Enter into my mess. Yeah, so today's scripture that we're going to hone in on, but 
like you said, is is part of a greater collection of a few scriptures for this week is um, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 9. And we were going to edit it down, but we felt like we need to read the whole thing. So let me read it, and then we'll go back and forth. And then there's a little bit of a story that hit me that I shared with you that you thought was helpful, so I'll share that. 1 Corinthians 3, it says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for that. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For one says, I follow Paul. Another one says, I follow Apollos. Are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So that was the scripture that we that we landed on. And today, as I read that to you, what hits you? The thing that I was thinking about mostly is there's two audiences for this scripture, right? There's the church to which it's addressed initially, which letter would be read aloud to them. They are the field, they are the building itself. Today, um, and a lot from your interpretation as a pastor, is talking about how Paul views himself uh, as a, you know, a, a preacher, as a priest, as an evangelist, however you want to say it, mm. and Apollos as well, what it means to be a minister, what it means to care for, you know, what it means to be a builder, what it means to, to care for the crops and let them grow and flourish. Yeah. Um, it's a call to the new and the non-clergy, the lay people, to challenge themselves further and to envelop themselves in things that they don't know how to digest yet. Mm. You know, eventually you're going to have to take a first bite of solid food and your body doesn't know how to digest it, but you got to do it anyways or else you'll never be able to eat. Yeah. Um, you'll never be able to grow properly. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. All of those three images that Paul brings forth, milk and solid food, the building and the crops. Yeah. The common thread is they're all for the, the job of the food that being presented is to help the person grow. Yeah. The job of the farmer is to help the plants grow. Hmm. The job of the builder is to grow the project and to keep working, grow the building that's not fully formed. That's great insight. Um, so it's a call to those not to let themselves be half formed and let themselves stay that way. And it's a call for pastors to not, (laughs) <laughs> essentially enable that um, and to to feed solid food hmm. um, when people are ready for it. Um, so those no, are the that's really that good. I, yeah, I, I appreciated that because that's different than some of the thoughts that we shared before. So it's fresh to me when you come at it from that perspective. And I can't help but think of it as um, a pastor or someone that spent a lot of time in those leadership roles in church. And the idea of 
sometimes, I'm not saying all the times, but sometimes it can, you can get the sense that you're the one that has to make something grow or you're the one that has to make something flourish. And what I like about this passage is Paul's really challenging people to say, don't put your faith in us. You know, we're, our job is to plant in water. And that was always a big theme with the teams that I led was like, hey, remember, there's nothing we can do. What we can do is be faithful in planting and watering and caring and creating the kind of environment that allows things to grow. I think that's the biggest, like, how do you cultivate an environment that allows things to grow and not worry about the actual growth of it? I recently read something, I don't know where I read it, and I think I might have shared this with you, but someone said, um, if we're always looking at the church to grow and that's the sign of it being healthy, then some of the greatest people in the Bible were complete, complete failures like Noah, you know, uh, I think it was him and seven other people, you know, everyone else was gone. It looked like a complete failure. You know, uh, I thought that was just an interesting, um, take on it. But the point is, is that sometimes in these environments, we think we should be charismatic enough or good enough or these kinds of things enough to grow something and it's not how it works. God is the one that's growing and sometimes we don't even see the growth. You know, we don't even know what's happening, but we're building in the environment. Yeah. Part of the story that I told you about was this idea of smudge pots. I was very confused when I heard the phrase smudge pot. <laughs> First, I thought my dad had fallen into drugs. And I was concerned. Was I, I texted kind of the family. Fun. I was like, I'm worried about dad. He's, he's deep on the smudge pots. <laughs> he's got a habit and I'm worried. But then he explained further uh, and, I, and I understood. Yeah, so a different kind of pot. But I heard this story from, from a teacher. And they were saying that their grandfather was in charge of an orchard. And it was a... Um, fruit orchard and he was in charge of caring for that as a farmer and if the temperatures would dip below a certain you know degree at night obviously there'd be a frost alert and if you didn't do something it would have potentially ruined the fruit for that whole season that you've been working on and cultivating and caring for for so long and so what they would do is if they had those kind of warnings, they, the farmer or his grandfather used to go out and they would put out these smudge pots. And there's these huge kind of, um, I don't know how to, maybe it'd be good to put a picture if I could, but it's like a cylinder going up, a long cylinder going up, you know, four or five feet in the air, a big base filled, I think, with oil. And they would light these things and it would, the flames would go out the top and then the oil mist would go all over the orchard. It would go up in the airs and then kind of fall down on all of the trees and cover all of the trees. And it would be literally like tens of them all through the orchard, just on fire all night long, putting up into the atmosphere this oil that would lay over these trees. And what it would do is it would protect the trees from freezing. And so the question that this professor said is, okay, imagine those smudge pots and this oil coming up into all in the atmosphere, what gets dirty? And so a lot of us just like, well, the ground gets dirty. Yeah, the trees get dirty. Yeah, the fruit gets dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. He kept saying, yeah, yeah. And then he said something really powerful. He said, but what else? And he goes, my grandfather got really dirty. You know, he would come in and he would just be covered with this oil all underneath his nails, all over his clothes, everywhere. He'd breathe it in. And he would always have to get washed and clean and all those kinds of things. And he said, in 
ministry, no matter who you are, not just pastor, but just following Christ as you're walking through your world, in order to create environments for people to grow spiritually and in Christ, it's dirty work. You know, you're really going to get covered in dirt. You're going to get hurt. It'll be confusing. There'll be times when you have to take a break and get cleaned up or be able to rest. And I thought that was a really powerful image, you know? It's not our job to grow, but it is our job to create environments for people to grow. Uh, just like in families, just like in communities. Uh, but it's not easy work. It's, yeah. It's dirty. The reason it's so dirty is because you're caring. Mm. The job is to care about people. In order to care about people, you have to step into their shit and you're going to have to get messy, dusty, spoogy, whatever. But it's true. A pastor or even the brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. It's not even a job at that point. It's who you are. It's part of the new human nature as brothers and sisters and citizens of the kingdom of God is we have to care for one another and that is messy. But if you have people caring for you too, it ain't so hard. Yeah. And that's the kingdom. Yeah, we're all interconnected. So I guess for me, what does this mean for us moving forward? I think it's important, at least for this week, I'm going to think about not worrying about what's necessarily growing or not growing or flourishing as much as what can I do to create an environment of flourishing and protection, uh, much like the smudge pots. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but the word has said mercy. If you take it back far enough, you'll find that that's a root word for womb. And, and in a womb, like that sort of like the smudge pot things, you're creating environments of health, protection, flourishing, nutrition, growing. I think that's what I'm going to focus on this week is how do I, what can I do to create more environments where growth can even happen? It's hmm. my goal. What I'm going to do this week is I'm going to pray a prayer that the drunks taught me. I'm going to pray it now even, mm -hmm. uh, me being one of the drunks. Um, God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to thing, change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being at the cluttered table. Thanks. Uh, I'm a guest at this cluttered table. Uh, but next week, hopefully, we'll be back at my cluttered table. It's got better energy. <laughs> That's true. We are in a, we are in a different sorry, place I, this week. I'm sorry I said that. that. I don't mean to offend. <laughs> no problem. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>